Welcome to the First Apostolic Church Podcast. Our church mission is to love as God loves, showing compassion to every soul, thus winning those souls and equipping them to be sent out to plant and to harvest. Thank you for joining us today, and we hope that you are blessed by today's podcast. Amen. Praise the Lord. Appreciate you all being here tonight. Amen. This is this is a better crowd than last Wednesday. No, y'all getting me nervous now. Man, I'm going to turn to Micah, chapter number seven tonight. Micah, chapter number seven. And God began to deal with me. Really, even last week before I had uh, even ministered last Wednesday and uh, I want to obey the Lord tonight but in the process I want to somehow encourage and strengthen you I feel like we have got some people that's been going through some dark places anybody in here going through some dark places feel like it's a time of darkness in your life that you'd love to see a little bit of light well I'm only I'm not going to bore you with a lot of verses I'm only going to take one verse tonight now I want to do a little teaching preaching just I just want to obey the Lord tonight and I want you to go away from here different than you came in maybe with a little more knowledge and wisdom than you had Micah 7 and verse number 8. It's a very familiar verse. Read it many times. Used it in sermons. But I believe there's some things in here that we need to shine some light on. It says, Rejoice not against me, O my enemy. We need to learn that real quick. We need to learn to tell the enemy, don't rejoice too quick. Rejoice not against me, O mine enemy. When I fall, I shall arise. When I sit in darkness, the Lord is a light for me. Now I want to read that in the New American Standard Bible version. If you'll allow me to I like what it does and 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 I've studied this time and time again and, and this always comes up it says do not rejoice over me O my enemy though I fall I will rise though I dwell in darkness the Lord is a light for me I thought it would be up there, but it's not. That's all right. I typed it for y'all too, so you know it. It's all right. What I want to do is, in the NS, NASB, it, it says, if you'll notice in, in our King James, verse number eight, rejoice not against me, O my enemy, 
when I fall, comma, I shall arise. But the other version does not have that comma after fall. Though I fall, I will rise. Though I fall, I will rise. No comma. Have you ever noticed, amen, that the enemy likes to rejoice over your fall? Let's go to him in prayer right now. Heavenly Father, we ask you to bring our minds together, God. Lord, I want to endeavor to encourage, to strengthen your people. Somehow, Lord, I want to lift them up tonight, God. I want to help them out of their place that they're in, Lord. I want to encourage them and strengthen them. By the word of God, anoint it tonight, Lord. Anoint me as a vessel, Lord. Hallelujah. Anoint the ears of the hearers, Lord. Oh, God, that they can go away from here different. God, with brand new desire to serve you. In the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. You can be seated. Thank you, Jesus. See, we're living, and, and it seems like as the time of the Lord's coming draws nearer, it seems like that this is more prevalent. But the enemy likes to make a big deal out of your fall when you fall. And, and let me say it this way, and not only... He's, he's got people that helps him, you know. There is people that are watching your lives that they always, they, may, they even almost rejoice when they see you fail. We're living in that time. They, <laughs> they don't hold it back. They're, it's just great that you made a mistake. Amen. But this scripture relates that the enemy best not gloat over the fall of the saint of God because the Lord of heaven is always there. Everybody said always to deliver them. He is a God that delivers and he said, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. I'll be with you always even unto the end. Tonight I want to speak on this subject, light in darkness. Light in darkness. Hallelujah. There's no comma after the fall. And I want you to know that there is, there is a few couple commentaries that agree, but there's some that don't. That's all right. But... Because that comma is not there, it indicates for us that there is a question whether there was a fall or not. Come on now, help me out. Notice that there now that they, the comma is removed then out of the other version in it. It, uh, it, it reads that there is no hesitation. So if there is no hesitation then did they really fall or not? 
Yet we have got a group of people, amen, the enemy's crowd is watching the church, hoping they can find a fault with you. So they're looking for it. They're, they're watching for it. And I began to think as I studied this, I thought, what a great thing when the enemy looks and said, did they or not? How many times have you heard, had somebody to say they've been watching you and say, what did you say? Did I? They, they made a word out of something that wasn't even said. You know, if you don't curse, they made a curse word out of it. What did I hear you say? It's like a smile comes across their face. You know, that, that I hate that. It makes me want to go. But I don't have to because the Lord will for me. He'll get them. Come on. There was no hesitation. I like this because when they fell, come on, when they fell, rejoice not against me, oh, my enemy. When I fall, I shall rise. No comma. No hesitation. Not sure whether there was a fall or not. Come on. <laughs> I love it when the Lord does this, when people are looking on and they're not sure what happened. What just happened? <laughs> what, was that really a fall? Did they really fall? Did, did they really make a mistake? Did, did I hear right? I, two or three people can be sitting there and nobody knows for sure. Come on. Hallelujah. No hesitation about getting back up. Or maybe it was not even a full fall. In fact, because now in our reading of our scripture, I'm going to say that they didn't fall because the next position that I find them in is sitting. You know, if I fall on my tail end, I'm still setting up. It wasn't complete fall. I wasn't on my back. Come on. I'm going to tell you, there are some people that's rejoicing already when we fall, but I'm telling you, I'm not dead. I'm getting back up. I might have stumbled, honey, but I didn't fall. My wife tells me, you know, sometimes, and she's just bad as I am, and we're kind of getting that age, you know, but every now and then, and you know, you're supposed to take all them fro rugs up and all that stuff, and we still got them down, you know. Every now and then, I'll run across one, and she'll say, dear, you just, you just about fell. I said, yeah, but I didn't. Come on. The world is hunting for a fall, but you can say, I just about did, but I didn't. You understand, I'm still setting up. I'm not down for the count. I'm not dead yet. Don't make me dead when I'm not dead. I made a mistake, but God's already lifting me up. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, because he's a very present help in trouble. Sir, he's there. Hallelujah. So almost falling is not falling. 
And even if I stumble, I'm still getting up. I'm not, I'm not just laying there. In fact, I begin to look at this, and I probably, I'm a little eccentric maybe, you know, because I look at things differently. But I began to look at this Brother Mason, and I began to think about this scripture, and I began to think about no comma, and I thought the next position I find them in said, when I fall, I shall rise when I sit in dark. When I, when I sit in darkness. When? I sit, sit. Everybody said sit. We find them, their next position from the fall is their setting. And as I began in my, in my little old, you know, my little old way of thinking, and I don't think like everybody else, and I do things differently sometimes, and yeah, you know that already. And I begin to think that I can almost see that Israel here, it's talking about Israel that had failed. They're going through some times and the Lord promises to restore them. It's basically the story. But here we find them and their enemy thinks they have failed, but they're not sure. And I can almost see the Lord, you know, I can, I can almost see them now they're sitting and it's almost in a relaxed mode. Come on. Like da 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 da. You know. <laughs> you know, almost rejoice. The enemy's trying to rejoice because you failed and you're all you're rejoicing because you didn't. <laughs> I'm feeling better all the time. <laughs> you thought I was down, honey, I'm getting back up. I'm not laying there. I'm not going to give you. Come on. I'm, I'm not even going to give you the chance to talk about it. I'm just relaxing right now. I, I'm relaxing. I'm just sitting there. In fact, Barnes' commentary, if you want to read on that, it'll almost, it'll almost agree with me on this. On, yeah, it, it, that comma being there, it'll, it'll agree with all of that. And, and let, me, let me tell you this. He states that the fall and the rising are as one, Barnes does. Literally, when I have fallen, I have arisen. In other words, if you've seen a fall, I'm already getting up, so you didn't really see a fall. Come on. <laughs> yeah, you, you can't even start a count because I'm already getting back up. Come on. There is the enemy that he's watching out for you. And there's some of you in here right now that is in the dark mode of your life. And you think I've fallen and I've failed God and all of that. But I'm telling you, don't get worried because I'm telling you, God is giving you strength right now. And you're on your way back up in the face of the enemy. The devil's a liar. Hallelujah. I'm not dying. I'm not lying down as dying. But I'm sitting up as alive. That's what scripture he was sitting. Wasn't lying down. He had fell. Maybe fell down. A partial fall. You know. But I'm sitting now. I'm relaxing now. 
Hallelujah. We need in our our church to tell the devil that I'm not down for the count. Come on, I'm not down for the count. I may have failed him. How many times we failed him? Hey, I have failed him time after time. But never once have I come down to the place that I'm just lying there, not getting back up, because the Lord is always there and saying, come on, you can make it. Get up. Don't stay in your turmoil. Don't stay in your trouble. Don't stay in your depression. It's time to get up. Come on, I've got something else for you to do. It's no time to lay down on me. Get up. I like this. And then what he says. When I sit in darkness, the Lord shall be a light unto me. All right. My wife would have told me where it was at. I know you can probably see in here, but somebody flipped the backlights. Kids gets, I don't think kids, it's not dark enough. Wish it was. Flip them lights for me. All of them, that's it. Have a little bit. All right, that's good. Hallelujah. So when... I sit in darkness. The Lord. Everybody said the Lord. Shall be a light. Unto me. Glory. <laughs> the Lord will be a light unto me. When I sit in darkness. When the devil thinks I fell. When he thinks I am in gross darkness. The Lord will be a light to me. Even in my darkest hour, I've got a light. Come on. Because he's in me. Everybody said he's in me. <laughs> and he's going to be a light to me. Hallelujah. Now, 
I don't want to get ahead of myself. I'm, 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 I'm going to be very careful how I do tonight. Psalms 27. I want to read verse 1 through 6. A psalm of David. He says, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength. Everybody said the strength of my life. Whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked, even mine enemies and my foes, came upon me to eat up my flesh, they stumbled and fell. Come on, the very words that said, they fell. He said, they're going to fall. Come on now, help me. Thank you, Jesus. Though a host, now it's talking about all the imps of hell, should encamp against me, and my heart shall not fear. The war should rise against me. In this will I be confident. One thing have I desired of the Lord, that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in His temple. For the time of trouble he shall hide me in his pavilion. And notice where he hides them. In the secret of his tabernacle shall he hide me. Glory. How many times down through the kingly lineage have you read stories where the king and, and all of them have got killed, but they, they took and hid one of the king's kids in the tabernacle. Safe place. Glory. He shall set me upon a rock. Now I like verse 6. Verse 6 says, And now shall mine head be lifted up above my enemies. Round about me. Therefore will I offer in his tabernacle sacrifices of joy. I will sing, yea, I will sing praises unto the Lord hallelujah brother Mason even taught us as early as Sunday morning that we needed to worship come on church the thing about it we need to bring sacrifices of praise in this house this is a house of praise come on this is a house of worship this is a house of prayer come on it has been called the house of prayer and what we come here for is to praise Him, to worship Him, to pray, come on, to worship Him in sacrifices of thanksgiving and praise. A sacrifice of thanksgiving and praise is one that you don't feel like doing, but you're going to do it anyhow. Come on. How many times have we come into the house of the Lord and said, I haven't got it in me tonight. I want to tell you, it's in you, and the Lord wants you to get it out because who knows, your praise, your worship could bring the answer to your prayer that you need. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I have heard stories and testimonies after testimonies. People have come to church and they didn't feel like getting up and worshiping God. They didn't feel like doing nothing. And the Lord tell them, you get up and you walk or you get up and you take a lap and I'll heal you. 
And I've seen healing come through that from somebody that give the sacrifice. Come on. Somebody that give the sacrifice. Let me tell you, it's not always going to be easy to come into the house of worship and give that worship. But I know if I give it and he, come on, he, yes sir, he's worthy of it. And I must give it to him if I want anything back. But if I'll give him praise, the blessing will come back to me. I may have started to fall, but I'm going to tell you, he already had the light on. And I sat up and I began to sit in his presence. Glory. I'll sing praises unto him. Come on. It's sacrifices of joy. I'll sing and I'll sing praises unto him. Hallelujah. Notice where they find themselves. It's, they find themselves in darkness, they thought. Now darkness, whether in the Hebrew or the Greek, either one, it means the same. It's a symbol of misery. It's a symbol of death. It's a symbol of sorrow. It's a symbol of obscurity. It's a symbol of destruction. This is where the enemy wants to keep you. Can I say that darkness is where the enemy wants to keep you? If he can keep you from seeing light. Come on. He, he don't want you to see no light. But I have noticed something. Brother Cook, there's times that I've, I've noticed that I can sit down and all the, the electricity may be off. But you know what? After I sat here and meditated a while with my eyes open, I began to see light. Come on. Church, if we begin to think about light, the first thing you know, we've got light. Come on. You've got light in you. Come on. (laughs) In you is no darkness at all, the Bible says. If you're a child of God... You're a child of light. There's no darkness in you. Don't let the devil place you in a place that's not meant for you. Come on, we're children of light. I'm not in the darkness. I'm not there. Come on. I'm setting up and I'm relaxing. Come on. Hey, I'm not only in light. See, the devil wants you in a cold place. Warmth. I'm going to relax here a while. I'm just going to feel the presence of the Lord. Let Holy Ghost warmth come over me. And the first thing you know, oh my, man, it's getting brighter all the time. You you got to keep turning these down because they want to get they want to get with it. Come on. Ain't that the way with the Lord? Come on. He, he, wants, he wants to shine a bright light on you. But I'm going to tell you, after you've been in darkness a while, you're not ready for the light. Your eyes has to focus and get used to it. See, in, in the New Testament, light, well, in fact, Old Testament, it, 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 light it takes on the same meaning in Old New Testament, both too. 
It means illumination. It means happiness. It means mourning. Not, I'm talking about the mourning. It means to shine or to make manifest. Now I'm going to tell you, if, 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 if I'm going to shine or make manifest, I think there's some movement going on. Glory. Especially, and I like this, especially it says, by rays of fire or light. This is coming together. Hallelujah. So therefore, I began to study campfires. And its effect. began to study it out on internet related articles and I've, I found some things that encouraged me and strengthened me it said that uh, related to the campfire that in daytime the talk was negative in fact at times was consumed many times in anger but when the sun went down, Brother Cook, when the sun went down around the fire, the talk was transformed. Come on. In the midst of just a little light, come on, when there wasn't so much light, the talk was transformed. It set up a brand new feeling around the campfire. Hallelujah. That the talk was transformed and there seemed to be a soothing effect upon the same people. In fact, 81% of the talk was stories about the past. Not just a week or so ago, and I won't mention no names because some of you might recognize those names. But somebody told me they'd sit around the campfire at 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning. Come on. Why is it that we get in the presence of a little light and there's something about it that soothes us and we become a different person? How many of you, and, and I know there's some in here, I can still see, that you could almost stay up all night just sitting around the campfire? There's a few of you got your hands up. Well, I'll make the rest of you feel good here in a minute. It says... They were stories about the past. And the, it brought the campers into a laughing, happy mode, even with dancing and singing. Sister McGee, I remember those days. Our kids remember those days. One of the things that my children will always have in their Heritage will be camping. Because when it come a holiday, 
we didn't have money to go get motels, but we took the camper and we went camping. And we'd get the wood and we'd sit around the fire at night and we'd get out the guitar, Brother Cook. Because normally it wasn't just us that was there. There's maybe part of our church there. And we began to sing praises unto the Lord and pretty soon we would have an audience. They heard the harmony of the McGee family and there was something there that wasn't just them. And people, it drawed people to them. Come on church, I'm here to tell somebody that's in darkness that you're not really in darkness, but if you can get a glimmer of light where you're at, if you can just see the lantern burning that the God has got lit for you, I want to tell you that you won't be there very long because after you get in the presence of the king, come on. I'm not in the dark anymore. Come on, the Lord's going to be a light to me. And when I get in his presence, honey, I'm not going to be depressed long. The first thing you know, I'm singing and I'm dancing and I'm praising the Lord. Come on. I don't need to stay in darkness, but I'm going to come alive and I'm going to get in the light. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. So our camping trips were always memorial because I never went without a guitar. I took it with me. There was always singing and there was always a company of singing. Other people would join in and the first thing you know, we had music of heaven going on around the campfire. And there was a warmth there. Come on. People began to talk. You know why? Because the songs of Zion will bring the past back. Because a lot of people that maybe don't go to church now, they used to go to church years ago, and they can tell you about the songs. Come on. They know about the songs. Come on. They know about all the golden oldies that I know about, and they've heard all of them. They've been in the presence of all of them, and they remember how that affected them. I'm going to tell you, it not only affects them, but it affects you. Glory. Hallelujah. Oh, just not very many weeks ago, Sister McGee and I went camping. The first few nights, we just wore completely stinking out. We didn't do nothing. We didn't even light a campfire. Can you imagine that? Kids couldn't, I know. But guess what? The kids was coming up. Boy, we built a fire. Had all of my kids there but one. And we had a good old time. We had the fire burning. We had the hot dog sticks out. Come on. Brother Mikey was grilling hamburgers. I remember was he brats or not. Sausage, hot dogs. Yeah. Brats. Yeah. Guess what? We were partying. Iced tea, Pepsi Cola, water. Man, we was partying. 
We's drinking it up. We sat in them chairs out there, buddy. We was laughing and giggling and ha-ha-ha. Isn't it amazing what happens when you get around a campfire? When you get around a little bit of light? Come on. Okay, I'm, I'm getting there, y'all. Y'all don't know it, but I've got the lights down low. You can shout all you want to tonight. Come on, yet this is a night of worship. You, you can run the aisles. If it's a little darker, you can run the aisles and hardly anybody would see you. They wouldn't know you was doing it. How is it when it becomes light on Sunday morning that we sit on our seat and we don't worship? Come on. How is it that when we've got visitors and we can see they're all there, that we, got, we get excited to the place that we want to sit there and do nothing? But let the lights go out, honey. Woo! Boy, you'll hear voices that you never heard before. Come on. Everybody's worshiping, praising God. Come on. What is it we're ashamed of? I'm telling you, God is a light in here at all times. Come on. There, there ought to be something going on in this camp. Come on. There ought to be some worship. There ought to be some praise going on in the camp. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. To you that's in darkness, to you that's troubled right now and you're going through a hard time, I want you to know that you're not in darkness. The Lord is your light. And if you could just place yourself right here for just a moment. In fact, I could even turn off the big light. I might have to use one of the lanterns. Glory, I can still see. Glory. Hallelujah. Come on, it'll change the atmosphere. Come on, the Lord's light will change the atmosphere. And He knows that you've been in darkness so long that you don't need just a big old bright shining light. But what you need is a little gentle light. You need a campfire. You need to change the atmosphere in your life. I was sitting in here this morning. No lights on in here. I sat in the tabernacle sometimes. I was getting in here and sit down and start praying. Shut my eyes began to think about how good God had been. I started counting my blessings. Brother Cook started remembering the first little church. Brother Mike, if there was 60 people in it, you was packed solid. I remember we had a fellowship rally there in our home church before I really become pastor our home church and some people came over 
we had a little like a fellowship rally. There were 92 people in there that night. We was packed in there like sardines. If you was going to worship, you jumped up, straight up and down. There was no... We had that little side room where the curtains, them wooden sliding doors come back. Brother Mike, part of them couldn't even see. There's back over here hid, but there was a presence of God in that place. God answered my fleece that night. I had a fleece before the Lord whether to take the church or not. The Lord answered that fleece that night and that place just blew apart. God moved in such a great way. People received the Holy Ghost and God began to do a work. And I sat in there this morning and I shut my eyes and then I began to think about the second church that God give us. Hallelujah. I remember on a Sunday morning Brother Mason I remember record attendance in that church was 138 people we had Sunday school up rooms upstairs in the back part had some down below in the basement Brother Terry I remember in the hallway we seen 28 brand new souls come to the Lord filled with the Holy Ghost baptized in Jesus name it was a normal thing any service that you walked in whether it be Sunday morning people were receiving the Holy Ghost whether it was Tuesday night people were receiving the Holy Ghost Sunday morning Sunday night Tuesday night receiving the Holy Ghost people were hungry hallelujah and then I, as I opened my eyes this morning, as I was sitting here praying, and I began to think of God, how you've blessed this church over the years. We, it wasn't us that came here by ourselves. My, if you want to blame it on, blame it on my wife. She's the guilty person that's seen this picture of this church in the paper and she showed me and, and I immediately felt it in my spirit to call and I did man we don't have this kind of money the money they want for this church no way brother Terry but there was some kind of a feeling brother Terry I believe was one of them that came with us when we come and looked at this church there was some of us men that came and we I wanted to see if they felt the same thing that I felt come on oh, glory and we come and we walked in this church and we overlooked so many things that we would have never overlooked brother we wouldn't have overlooked a roof leaking and this and that and we would have never overlooked that but something about it brother Mason that all of those things were overlooked and became just didn't matter because there was a feeling that when we come in this house that it was right come on church I'm talking about when you don't know how to deal with things and you feel like you're in the dark and 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 me I'm ne I'm never one been one to go debt you know I, I don't like debts I like to be out of debt I don't I don't like to owe people money so it's it's not me brother Mason even said it. I can't believe you're even looking at this Surprised him. Surprised my family. Surprised my church family. 
But I'm going to tell you, when God speaks, come on, and, and notice that it's always you. And, and it wasn't just a bright, bright time in our life right then either. It was not just all rosy everything. But I'm going to tell you, in those times when it seems to be so dark in your life and things don't seem to be getting done like you want them to be done, come on. God shows a glimmer of light, and we all seen a glimmer of light. And, and I can't tell you the people that worked in this church to get in this church. Now, I can tell you the second church because we've, we've still got a video of it. There was 35 people on a Saturday. We, just, we had got to working, and we thought, well, we'll work a while. But we just got all excited on a Saturday working in the church, second church, and decided to move in. So we just cleaned up, moved in on a Saturday. We, we, we worked on Brother Terry's birthday and on our anniversary, Sister McGee and I's anniversary, we had our first service in there. Come on, church. You know why? Because everybody was maybe going through a dark time. All at once, some light showed up. God began to be our light. And he said, I'm going to give you something to shout about. I'm going to give you something to look forward to. Hallelujah. And that's what's happened in this church. People began to get excited. And we worked and we worked and we worked. I can't tell you how many hours was put in before we moved in and had our first service here on April the 1st in 1907. 2007, excuse me. I'm still living in the past, y'all. You know, campfire does that to you. Maybe I better turn the lights back on. Come back to reality. Oh, Jesus. Hallelujah. What I'm trying to tell you tonight, that even though the enemy thought he saw you fall, you're really sitting relaxed in the light of God. <laughs> Woo! Come on. Need to tell the enemy, everything's all right. <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> it's all right. I'm not dead. <laughs> I'm still alive. Just give me some time. I'll get it together before long. I'll be up shouting. Come on. I'll be up dancing again. I'll be clapping my hands. I'm going, yeah. You think I'm going to sit back here and do nothing? You're Oh, devil, you don't know who you're messing with. I'm a worshiper. I'm going to be off of this seat. I'm not going to be sitting here long. Come on. The light of God is going to come on in my life. Ah, I'm going to be restored again. He's going to bring me up again. He's going to bring me up out of the darkness under the light. <laughs> I'm going to rejoice again. I'm going to rejoice again. Oh, come on, somebody worship. This isn't just darkness. I'm telling you, there's light in darkness. Jesus is that light. The devil meant it to be dark, but there's light in here. Oh, oh Jesus. Huh. Glory. 
I'm going to try to close. I'm trying to wind down. I want to say to you tonight, we need to keep the campfires burning. Sometimes you need to get away from the city. Sometimes you need to go to the country. You need to build you a little fire and get around the fire. Get out of the hustle and the bustle. Sometimes all you got to do is relax your mind. Sister McGee, I remember and I, I pastored and I, I still go back to those days, but I remember when we'd get overloaded and we'd, we'd take us a little camping trip. We didn't go far from home. We didn't want to be far from home. If we got a call, we'd be back here. But it was our motel room. We'd get in that little old camper and we'd go camping. Not far from home. We'd build us a little fire and sit down beside that fire. We'd get the guitar out. Sometimes we'd sing. After a while, you all can see you'd be seated. You don't have to stand up. Brother Terry, we'd find ourselves after about that first week. We start to just feel the presence of God. And I can tell you that during my pastoral years and those little trips, a lot of times there was messages that came during those times. I began relaxed in study, Sister McGee, before maybe, and pastors go through this. Your pastor won't tell you that, but I know because I've been there. Pastors get in a place where it's hard to get a sermon. You get in a place to where you're always giving out, and it seems like you get in a place that you can't receive. The message just won't come. It's just like, I'm just so dry. But I found it around the campfires in that solemn place, that soothing atmosphere that God began to stir up my mind. And when I come back, I was refreshed. You know why? Because it wasn't the light of day that I needed. What I needed was the light of the Lord. He was my light. And I needed to get away from everything else and to get in his presence, a place where I could listen for him. A place that I could talk to him, Brother Mason, because sometimes when you're in the hustle and bustle, you can't always talk to him. And, and, and the truth is you can't hear him because there's something about the listening. But when it's quiet and everything is still and the campfire is flickering, he begins to talk to you. In our scripture... In darkness, the Lord provided the light to them. It seemed as though a campfire light. For in that it began to see, they began to see their sin. They began to see where they had failed the Lord. Israel began to see where they had failed the Lord. And, and they began to plead their cause before the Lord. In this setting, they began to plead their cause. See, many times we fail and sometimes the devil 
devil don't want you to know that you've sinned. And you, you may not be aware. Come on, I'm, I'm sorry, but there's people in this church that's in different areas in their walk with God, and you may have done something wrong and don't even realize that you've done something wrong. So you're searching your heart to find out where it is. Let me tell you, it's in those times of darkness when the Lord is being your light that sometimes you say, oh, now I know. Because you can see and you can, now you're listening. You've got, a, you've got ears to hear what the Lord says to you because the mode is right. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. They began to see their sin and plead their cause before the Lord and it became a time of meditation. We need meditation. I'm here to tell somebody that the Lord still loves you. Flip the lights back on somebody for me. Somebody's done headed that way. Okay. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. I'm here to tell somebody that the Lord still loves you. I, he, let me tell you something. The Bible said we've all sinned and we've come short of the glory of God. So I want to I want to encourage somebody that you're not sitting in the midst of perfect people. Fifty-eight years. Been walking with the Lord, baptized in His name. But I'm not perfect. Don't hold me up too high. My wife can tell you, Brother McGee's not perfect. But she may tell you almost. No. Come on. Her and I have got our problems. You believe it or not, we still have spats. After 50, over 50 years? It won't last long. I say, yes, dear. You men would be a lot better off if you'd learn that early. Not near as many arguments. What I'm trying to tell you is there is imperfect people in this church and we're all in this together. And so if you think the Lord's forgot about where you're at, I want to tell you there's a light on. And all he's waiting for is you to relax and step into the light of God and just let him do a little talking. Some all, sometimes... He don't want your mouth. All he wants is your ears. If he could just get us sometimes to shut up and let him talk. Hallelujah. I'm here to tell you, you haven't done nothing so bad that there's no light in you. You ever, you ever notice that when, when, when you, make a, you make a mistake and you go to church and it's hard to worship that night because it's that little old voice, the enemy's always over and said, now, now you remember today now. 
don't you get all fired up tonight and start shouting and everything. You and your wife just had a little argument today and you was in the wrong. Don't you get all fired up now. She knows and she's going to be telling you about it after she gets home. Come on now, you, you tell me I'm not right. If it's not the wife or the husband, it's somebody that you've dealt with and you didn't deal with them properly. And, and, and now here you are in the presence of the Lord and you're feeling his presence. And so you're just, And the devil said, what are you doing worshiping? You wasn't too good today. I, I, I know I'm, I'm walking on probably glass right now, but I'm going to tell you something. Some of the times I think that's the reason we don't really have church. People start breaking loose Sunday night around here, Brother Cook. Yeah. You know, yeah. I heard somebody say they didn't want to go back to the past. I believe, I believe his Brother Mason said something back to one that don't want to go back to the past too much. But the truth is, Sister Sheila, I, I looked at Sister Sheila and I said, you know what? I felt a little old Kingsburg come by here. And she agreed with me. Come on. Come on, not everything in the, bad, in the past is bad. Some of that stuff we need to bring back, like our obedience. Come on. Not being afraid to worship. Come on, in the presence of others. Why is it that when we've been in this thing so many years, we get to the place where we feel like we're past shouting, we're past dancing, we're past running. We don't need to be used to the Lord. Hey, we need to be used more now than ever before. We need to dance more now than ever before. We need to run the aisles more now than ever before. Shouldn't have to be pumped up to do it. We ought to be pumped up when we come through the doors. We come from our prayer rooms that way. Sir, hey, I can remember Mama dancing in from the prayer room. Oh, Jesus. Hallelujah. I'm going to tell you, there's light in you. You may, have fought, you might have felt like you took a tumble. But I'm here to tell the devil that you're on your way back up. Come on. I said, you may have felt like you took a tumble. But I'm, I'm telling the devil right now that you're on your way back up. In fact, you're setting up right now in the presence of the Lord. The light is shining. It's turned on. The light of the Lord. In fact, some of you, even though you don't realize it, you think I'm, I'm, really, I'm really not much count to church right now. I'm not, I don't feel like I'm very much help. Let me tell you what. Right now, what you're in, sometimes in these situations, we're in the presence of the Lord taking counseling. You, you're not there without purpose. We're not in Mount Carmel at the wrong time. Because over the years, rolling over and over in my mind, Brother Mason, there keeps rolling that scripture. Hallelujah. Glory. I know, I'm having a senior moment. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. We're here because God sent us here 
for such a time as this we're here. Just like Esther, for the people of God for such a time. We're here for this city for such a time as this. Some of you wouldn't have been here if we'd been in Kingsburg. So it's for such a time as this. You needed us. This, this city needed us. Even though some of them would be glad if we'd leave. Hallelujah. Take your counseling. You're, you're, you're sitting in the presence of the Lord right now taking counsel. Till he says, go in faith, I'll be with you. I'm Brother Mason, if you will. Sometimes you have to sit in darkness a while with your eyes open before you can begin to see light. There is light in darkness. Always is. If you look, you'll find it. If you look hard enough, you'll find light. Could we stand? I know, I wasn't long-winded last week, but I was this week. I owed it to you. Thank you, Jesus. I'm holding this altar tonight. Somebody, I don't know. Some, somebody might just want to come sit in that chair just to man you need to hear from the Lord tonight maybe where you're at you haven't had the answer yet could be tonight maybe that the Lord would just speak to you and give you that answer I'm going to give you that chance tonight So, well, what do you think that chair is going to do? Well, I've done sillier and stupider things. First church, I remember praying. I was preaching about the joy bucket being overflowed. At the end of service, I felt like just drawing, and it was just an empty bucket there. Just felt like having people line up, them that wanted the, the joy of the Lord to flood them. And just... Man, people started sh shouting. Unbeknown, well, I did know it was a, there was an evangelist there that night. I had never met, knew him from Adam, knew him and his wife, didn't know none of them. And I noticed they were just taking things and kind of quiet. When the spirit started moving into service, Brother Cook, that evangelist's wife come up and she looked me in the eye and she says, I've been doubting this all night. She took that bucket and she wouldn't turn loose, honey. She began to pour that. Holy Ghost hit that girl and she was all over the place. Sometimes in our, our ways that don't seem like they're right, I want you to know that some of that silliness ain't all silliness if you just understand that God speaks through the simple things. He couldn't use me if he didn't. 
I'm opening this altar tonight. Sing, Brother Mason. Thank you for listening. If you would like more information about our services and activities, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter with the username FACMC. Again, that's FACMC. Thank you, and have a blessed day.